0: First pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence. Quarterback Clemson. I was trying to enjoy my night, but Judah came in. Turned around and baba had before my game in. i am in trouble. And a sack by Aiden Hutchinson. I got to like- Breeze Hall and it's a big run Look you Put your house on Henry Not getting injured to oh, If Henry goes down with an injury after I've said this I'll give it away Derek Henry broke the fifth metatarsal in his foot this weekend And <laughs> <laughs> he, he could miss the rest of the year Alright Welcome back to the new NFL podcast Brought to you by Fig Jam Sports Here with Tom uh, It's been a minute since I've been on, it has taken me this long to get over the Super Bowl. I'm just going to be brutally honest. I did not want want to think about or talk about NFL for the last 10 days. Uh, but I'm back. Things have slowly calmed down. It, it hurt more than I thought it was going to, losing that Super Bowl. I didn't have high hopes for us winning, but I just, I don't know, part of me thought, the fairy tale season that it was for my Cincinnati Bengals was all going to come to an end, and we were going to win the Super Bowl. It was just, it was, it was, it was a movie. Like, let's be honest about it. It was a someone should write a right about movie about that about that season. Regardless, I think uh, the more I think about it, the more it's like the Moneyball movie, the uh, Oakland A's when they went on their run in, I think it was 2002, 2003, they won 22 games in a row or something insane. And uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals this year was a bit like that Moneyball story. But we had this dominating season, dominated all through postseason, and then fell right at the last game, just like the Oakland A's did in all those years. So, uh, yeah, it hurt. It hurt. I'm still getting over it. I'm still not good about it. People, uh, shout out to all my mates listening because they were pretty good about it. They didn't give me too much shit. They knew, they knew that it hurt. So, But tonight, big episode tonight. Um, I'm halfway through doing the NFC West, uh, all the player movements and draft uh, options that they're going to be looking at in this upcoming draft. But tonight we're doing, or I'm doing, I'm here by myself. I'm going to run through a two-round rookie mock draft uh, for fantasy uh, this is not a real life mock draft I've, I've seen a fair few guys doing their mock drafts and I thought it was about time I did one it's been it's been probably a month or so since I've done one uh, I've done I've done a fair few rankings go check out my Twitter if you want some want some updated rankings I'm doing them probably every two weeks uh, but a bit has moved in the last month since the senior bowl um, and a few other things have happened where it looks like... Uh, I've been watching plenty of NFL mock drafts, and and it looks like certain players are going to certain teams, which will change their change their uh, fantasy projections, I guess. Um, but let's get into it. Let's get into this mock draft uh, with the one hundred and one big call here with the one hundred and one. It could go it could go a few ways. You could take a wide receiver, a running back, or a quarterback at this one hundred and one, and I don't think you're wrong in taking any of them. Uh, I think in the last mock draft I did, I took Matt Corral, the quarterback out of Ole Miss. Today, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to take Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas, uh, the junior, 6'3", 225 pounds. Finished this season with 1,100 receiving yards on 66 receptions. So not as many receptions as as you'd like, but that 1,100 yards is huge. Uh, he had 14 carries for 112 yards and 12 total touchdowns. So, Traylon Burks, the player comp we've seen is Debo Samuel, but he's, he's a bigger... He's not really a, a stretch-the-field wide receiver. He's more like a slot guy, but he's built like a tank. So he's built like DK Metcalf, but runs routes like... Uh, not really like Debo, more like Juju smith Schuster. Juju's probably a good good comparison for him, except he's a bit bit bigger. Um, 6'3", 225, is fairly big dude, Traylon Burks. So he's my 101... At 102, I'm going to take Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State. Brees Hall has been my RB one pretty much this whole time. Uh, I pretty much since the start of last year, Brees Hall was my RB one, and I can't move him. As much as the couple of RBs who I'll talk about a bit later, they've really kicked some goals this year. Uh, but Brees Hall has been my RB one since probably the start of 20. Oh, the 2021 season, Uh, uh, 2020 season, I should say. Brees Hall was my RB1 then, and he's still my RB1. So, Brees Hall at Iowa State is a junior, 6'1", 220, perfect size for a running back. He had 253 carries this year for just under 1,500 yards, 5.8 yards per attempt. So, that's 5.8 yards per attempt is an elite. I look at that stat a lot. Um, Anything over five is good, but sort of once you get up into the real league and you're sort of looking at sixes. Uh, 5.8 is close to six, but he's a little bit off where I'd like him, but still. Uh, 36 receptions for 302 yards as well, and he had 23 total touchdowns, which is massive. So, the runner back from Iowa State, Brees Hall, is my 102. Um, at 103... First quarterback off the board, Matt Corral from Old Miss, six one two oh five 205 pounds. So he's just under 100 kilos for the, for the Aussies. Uh, it's about 180 centimetres, no, 185 centimetres. Uh, yards, not a lot. It's 3,300 3, uh, passing yards at 68% completion rate. 68% is probably probably... Uh, your top end, you're going to see some seventies, but most quarterbacks are down in the low sixties. So sixty-eight is pretty high. You had Twenty touchdowns and five interceptions. Uh, in we also had six hundred and fourteen rushing yards. Matt Corral and eleven touchdowns rushing. So he's a he's not generally known as a dual threat quarterback. He's a he's a passing quarterback, um, big arm, but he can also rush and. I think the way he controlled the game for Ole Miss this year... How can I put this? He he won a lot of games on his own. probably doesn't reflect a lot in his stats, but a lot of NFL teams, weren't looking at that. Ole Miss hasn't been good for a long time. And Matt Corral made them an elite team again uh, the last two years. So Matt Corral is my 103, and he's my QB1. Little... He's my QB1 at the moment. Fair chance, go five days down the track, and he's not my QB1 anymore. But he's dropping a little bit. I had him as my 101 in a lot of mock drafts, and now he is my 103. So he is falling a little bit. He's still my QB1. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Panthers took him at pick six in the NFL draft. If that happens, he's probably back to my 101. So that's Matt Corral at the one hundred and four. Another quarterback, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Uh, he's a senior. He's a true senior. And so this year he had four thousand three hundred nineteen yards at sixty-seven percent completion rate. So again, high sixties. That's that's elite. Forty-two passing touchdowns, which is huge. and Only seven interceptions. So he really, really had a breakout year this year. Um, I won't. I won't touch on his pass. His. Um, Stats from last year, the year before, because they weren't great. Let's be honest. Kenny Pickett was not that great the last few years. This year he's really jumped up, and he's just broken out and done some amazing things. Uh, he had five rushing touchdowns. Not he's not much of a rushing quarterback. Two hundred and thirty-three yards, so it's not it's not terrible, but he's not really known as a dual threat quarterback. Um, I can see him going early, maybe the Broncos, maybe Washington. So around that pick, ten to ten to fifteen range. Kenny Pickett, so he's my 104. At 105, another wide receiver. My wide receiver two is Garrett Wilson from Ohio. Um, he's been my wide receiver two for a very long time now. I hope you can hear my kid in the background. My kid in the background is singing a song. Uh, I'm sorry if you can hear that in the background, but back onto Garrett Wilson, uh wide receiver from Ohio. Ohio, six foot one eighty eight. So a little undersized than what I'd like my wide receivers, but. He's done it all this year, uh, 1,058 yards on 70 receptions, and that 1,058 yards might not sound a lot, but he he was competing with Chris Alave and JSN. JSN is maybe the the best wide receiver from the 23 class, and Garrett Wilson was competing with him. So so 1,058 yards is very good considering all those wide receivers on that team. He also, he also had to fight off Jamison Williams last year last year, so Jamison Williams come from Ohio and he, he couldn't get in front of Garrett Wilson or Chris Alabo and he had to move to Alabama So Garrett Wilson, 1,058 yards and 70 receptions and 13 touchdowns he's my wide receiver 2 and 105 off the board at 106, he's a player that has really climbed for me and to be honest I don't really like it, I don't like him climbing this high and it's a tricky pick, at 106 I've got Malik Willis quarterback from Liberty, 6'1", 215 pounds, a junior uh, just under 3,000 passing yards 27 touchdowns and 12 interceptions a 61% completion rate 61% is bottom end of your really good quarterbacks so between generally between 60 and 70, occasionally get one that'll go over 70 uh, and occasionally get one that go under 60 so 61% is not good uh, and at sixty-one percent, he wasn't playing many good defenses. He he really come up down. He really come up against a shutdown corner. So Malik Willis at one oh six. That all right. Let's talk about why he's my one oh six. I'll I'll stop, I'll I'll try not to bag his passing game too much because he has got a rocket arm. Like he has got an absolute bullet of an arm. He's probably got the strongest arm in his whole class. But he's just not, his decision making is terrible. He's, he's, like Lamar Jackson has a bullet arm. But he's not known as a really good passing quarterback. Josh Allen has a bullet arm. Again, throws a lot of picks. Makes a lot of mistakes when he's throwing deep. So, yeah. So Malik Willis, bullet arm, doesn't make good decisions. Not that accurate. But here is why. Here is why I've got him at one hundred and six. He had back-to-back years of back-to-back years of over nine hundred rushing yards, and this year he had thirteen touchdowns. Two years in a row over nine hundred rushing yards. That is massive. Lamar Jackson does that sort of stuff in the in the NFL, and Malik Willis has done it for Liberty in college. I don't know what to say. I'm not a huge fan of Malik Willis, but you've just got to look at that rushing upside. If he lands at somebody like the Steelers, which is a very good chance he's gonna land at the Steelers, uh, and he's their starting quarterback, like seriously you're not gonna put Mason Rudolph over Malik Willis. So Malik Willis, I really like him, he's my one oh six, my QB three. If you want to put him way down the end of the first round or even out of the first round, I wouldn't be surprised. If you want to have him at the 101, I'd hate it, but I kind of understand it. He's so much upside in Malik Willis, but there's also so much downside. So he's a tricky one to have, and that's why I've got him dead in the middle of the first round. Uh, right, moving on from him At 107, I've got Kenny Walker, running back from Michigan, 5'10", 210. Uh, he's a junior. He originally came from Wake Forest. Now, Kenny Walker really broke out this year. He's a He's a bit like the Kenny Pickett sort of sort of like the Kenny Pickett story where last year he was at Wake Forest in a committee runner-back system and used in a lot of funny plays. I watched some tape on him from Wake Forest and and he was used in a lot of trick plays. It was really weird what they did there. Uh, I couldn't really understand. He did a lot of sort of standing behind the offensive line and waiting for Gap to open. I couldn't really understand it and it really hurt his, his yards per carry. But this year, listen to these stats from this year. 264 carries, which is top end. Anything close to 300 is huge. 1,650 yards, which is ridiculous. So most yards in in college, 1,650. It's 6.2 yards per attempt. So you know, like I was saying before, anything over six is absolutely ridiculously elite. All right. Anything under five, not touching, High-end five is where I generally like my college running backs to be. This guy's 6.2. That is huge. He has zero receiving game. He had 13 receptions for 89 yards, so basically none. He had 19 total touchdowns. So Kenny Walker really broke out this year for Michigan, and I I can't have him as my RB1, but he's set in stone as my RB2. I can't have him as my RB1 just because of what he did at Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest... Like I said, they did some weird things. So maybe we've just got to try and put that out of our mind. Uh, but certainly at Michigan this year, holy doodly, did some amazing things. Massive carries, massive yards, massive yards per attempt. So Kenny Walker at the 107. At 108, another pick I'm not massive on. I'm not a huge... Let's, let's put this another way. I was going to say I'm not a huge fan of this player. I am a huge fan of this player. He's not as high. I'm, I don't have him as high as everyone else. Everyone else is having this guy. You'll probably guess who it is. I'm not going to say his name yet. Everyone else keeps pushing this guy up draft boards, and I don't understand why. That is Drake London, the wide receiver from USC. 6'5", 210. Big dude. 6'5", is big. Uh, he's a junior from USC. This year, listen to this. Nearly 1,100 yards... In eight games, he had the same amount of yards as Traylon Burks, but in five less games, he had eighty-eight receptions, eleven receptions per game at USC. That's the thing I don't get about this. Right? He's an absolute route. he, he he's a master at route running. He's an absolute master at separation. Not separation. That's probably the wrong term. He's a master at making the DBs get confused on where he's going. Does that make sense? I'm trying to explain this better. But when you watch him on tape, right, the DBs don't really get close to him. He's a bit like Devontae Adams. That's probably not a great example. But when you watch Devontae Adams in the NFL, he runs a route, and it looks so simple and yet the DB is three yards from him, and he has so much separation. That's what Drake London does. So that's why I, the eighty-eight receptions and eleven hundred yards in eight games—that's not sustainable. You can't keep doing that. That—that's those numbers are off the charts. How can you keep that up? So that's why I've pushed him down. He's my one. He's at one hundred eight for me at Drake London. He's my wide receiver three. Probably closer, the more I think about it, I think I'm going to have him as my wide receiver four. I I really like George Pickens. We'll touch on George Pickens in a second, but I'm starting to think George Pickens is going to be above Drake London just because I can't see those receptions being sustainable in the NFL. He's a route technician. He's amazing, and he's a great separator. That's against college DBs, though. So, Drake London, the one o eight. Uh, the one o nine, I've got to say, Spiller. A lot of guys have him as the RB, as their RB one. I've got him as RB three, and by a margin. To be honest, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Isaiah Spiller. Uh, so at Texas Texas A and M, he's six one, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He is a junior. Uh, he had one hundred and seventy nine rushes for just over a thousand yards, five point six yards per attempt. So sort of lowish. Uh, five five and a half yards per attempt is sort of for a first round of running backs, probably not enough. Uh, he had 25 receptions for 189 yards, so not really a, cast, a pass catching back. Uh, only seven touchdowns. So, I spell from Texas A&M. I'm not sure. Uh, you listen to Ray G and a few other guys, and they really, really like him. I can't get around it. Um, he has really good vision. Hits a hole nice and clean. Don't know. Just... He, he hasn't really done anything that's caught my eye. Kenny Walker this year caught my eye, and he was just everywhere. uh, trail on, uh not Trailer Burks, Brees Hall has been catching my eye for two years. Isaiah Spiller just hasn't really done anything that I've gone, wow, look at that. So that's why Isaiah Spiller's my 109. Uh, still still a first-round runner back, so I'm probably a bit hard on him there. Uh, he'll probably be a... Uh, actually, I've mocked him to Miami in the NFL draft, in about the third round, I think they've got pick. Uh, I don't think they actually do. I think they've got. I think I don't think they have a third round pick, Miami. So, yeah, but I've I think I've mocked him to Miami. So, I'll have to look into that a bit more. Uh, the one ten, I've got George Pickens, wide receiver from Georgia, uh, the championship team. 6'3", 200 pounds, big dude again, uh, junior. So now, I won't talk about George Pickens' stats too much because he was injured all of last year and he didn't play many games in the COVID year. So 15 yards. In 2019 and 2020, he had 15 yards per catch. And this year, even though he only played four games, he had 20 yards per catch. So that sort of goes to explain what he is. He's a deep threat guy. He's a real spread the field guy. Um, let's think of a player comp can't think of any off the top of my head that are such like that Uh, maybe T Higgins yeah that's not a bad one T Higgins yeah I quite like that player comp for George Pickens Um, so I think that George Pickens is going to rise up draft boards the closer we get I think he's going to really really impressed at the combine um so he's someone i'm really watching I, I think he will be very very quick in the combine and he's a route running is exceptional making db's miss is exceptional so watch out Dra- uh, george pickens could move above drake london for me pretty soon at the 111 i've got sam howell the quarterback at north carolina 6'1 220 pounds Only 3,000 yards this year at 62% completion rate. That's ordinary. That's real ordinary. Uh, He's a dual-threat quarterback. Everyone knows that. He had 24 touchdowns for nine interceptions this year. This year, he did not have a great year. Coming into the year, he was arguably the QB one for this class. He fell off a cliff this year. And that's because he lost De'Ami Brown, Daz Newsome, and his two running backs in Javonta Williams and Michael Carter. That story's been told over and over and over and over. Sam Howe lost all his weapons this year, and that's why he went shit. So let's look at the last two years. The last two years before this year, he had over 3,500 yards thirty, and at an average of 35 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. So he had 40, I think it was 39 one year and 31 the next or something like that. So at an average of 35 touchdowns and only 7 interceptions over the two years previous to this year. That's why he was argued with a QB1 coming into this year. I've got him at 111. I think he's going to get mocked high-ish in the first round. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he fell to pick 32, which is the Detroit Lions, but I kind of think uh, maybe Washington or the Steelers or even the Saints. The Saints could take him there. at I think they got a pick... What are they, 18 or something? Um, So a chance he goes there. Rounding out the first round of the... New mock draft at the 112. This is a tricky spot to draft from, actually. I took. A, I think I took a bit of a reach here, and I went for Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. An absolute stud. He is a star. Uh, 6'2", 189. So tall dude, fairly lanky. Kind of like Devonta Smith, I guess. A little bit taller than Devonta Smith, but tall and lanky. Um, speed to burn. He is so fast. Devonta Smith is probably a good comparison, actually. Alabama wide receivers, pretty similar. Uh, so this year he had 79 receptions for, for nearly 1,600 yards, massive, and 15 touchdowns. The big thing I keep talking about with Jamison Williams is in that, in that game against Cincinnati in the, I think it was the semifinal, uh, Cincinnati's got arguably the best corner in this draft in Source Gardner, Ahmed Gardner. Go and look him up. Watch some stuff from Ahmed Gardner. Ahmed Gardner uh, averages 13 yards per game on him. So in in coverage, that whatever side he's on, he averages 13 yards per game. Think about that. I'm not sure I've explained that properly, but it makes sense. Jamison Williams got shut down by Ahmed Gardner in that game. So he moved into the slot. He moved into a slot receiver. He was always a spread-the-field guy like Devonta Smith. Jamison Williams moved into the spot, into the slot, and he absolutely carved up Cincinnati, took him to town. That it was amazing for someone that hasn't played out of the slot that much. He's played a few games there, I admit, but not that much. To to come in in a game as important as a semi final against Cincinnati, who has been really good defensively, that is amazing from Jamison Williams. So. Here's what my 112, the only thing with Jamison Williams is he did his ACL. And he's going to be out until October, November. If the team, like the Patriots, draft him, I can see him not being ready till Christmas. Um, So that's a bit scary for Jamison Williams. Still, he's my 112, I believe he's a first round in your rookie drafts. He will be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, maybe late, maybe to the Raiders, maybe to the Patriots maybe to the Eagles, so, yeah, that's my first round, Uh, I will be doing a second round, but I'm going to go and get a beer, and put the kids to bed, because they are still singing in the background, I still hope you can't hear it, Uh, I'll be back in a minute, alright, I'm back, here we go, I did listen back to the audio, and yes, you can hear my kids singing in the background, you can also hear my wife yelling at them, telling them to shut up, so, I'll leave it in. Why not? I can go and delete the audio, but, yeah, makes it fun. Uh, makes it kind of relatable to all the dads out there that are listening. Righto, the 201. 201 in this mock draft. I've gone for Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver from Penn State, 5'11", 184. Won't touch on many stats of these second-round guys. We'll run through them pretty quick. Jahan Dotson has a drop rate of under 2%. That is incredible. Uh, so the best hands in college, I've been calling him. I've been mocking him north, so maybe like Buffalo or Green Bay. I think it will be a really, really late first round. Maybe early second round, but uh, someone like Green Bay or the Buffalo, I reckon, is a good spot for Jahan Dodson, knowing that his drop rate is so ridiculous. Uh, at the 2-2, I've gone for Chris Alave. Chris Alave, I've seen mocked really high. Uh, I've seen him go like... As wide receiver two off the board, which is just crazy. Chris Olave is the third best wide receiver on his team. So he's wide receiver from Ohio State, 6'1, 189. So not huge. What, what's that? About uh, 85 kilos and 185 centimeters. So tall dude, fairly lanky. Can um, run routes. He was, he was maybe a top three wide receiver coming into this year. And then JSN and Garrett Wilson. Really made him look not that great this year. He's, he still did some amazing things, but I'm just off him a little bit. Garrett Wilson and and JSN just stole the show there at Ohio and sort of made Chris Alave look like a bit of a peter. Um, again, I still think he'll be drafted first round. Someone will like him coming out of that system. Ohio has always produced some really good wide receivers, so someone will like that. And one of the teams will take him higher. Maybe the Eagles can take him at uh, what have they got? Pick like 19 or something. Uh, maybe the Titans at early 20s. Maybe the Bucks. They've also got about pick 25 or 6 or something. So Chris Alaves could fall around that 20 to 25 mark. Uh, at the 2.3, I've gone for a running back from Arizona, Rashad White, 6'2, 210. In 2020, I didn't write down any stats, but I found this stat very interesting. In 2020, the COVID year, he only played four games. He rushed for 420 yards over four games and five touchdowns. Over 105 yards per game. Crazy, crazy. So he is my RB4, uh, Rashad White, down at 2.3. I think there's a fair tier gap between Spiller and Rashad White. Um... But I think they're going to get closer. The more and more we do mock drafts, I think Rashad White and Isaiah Spiller are going to get closer and closer. For me, anyway. At 2.4, I've got David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue, six two two zero five. Kind of a boring pick. Uh, I think that's the right spot for him. A lot of guys will have him above Jahan Dotson and Chris Alave. I can't do it. He's just one of those guys that just. Uh, you watch him, he's safe. He's a really safe pick. He's going to be. He's going to be your Jarvis Landry in the NFL. He is, He's a late-round pick, and he won't produce any under-five-point games. He might have the occasional 25-point game. A lot will be around that 10 to 12 PPR-point game. He's not going to do under-five and ruin your week. So he's a really safe pick, David Bell, at 2.4. 2.5, I've gone for Sky Moore. An upside pick here. Little dude, wide receiver from West Michigan, 5'10", 195. Uh, does, has a highlights reel outworldly. Uh, I've watched a lot of highlights on Sky more just because it is amazing to watch. Some of the stuff he does is ridiculous, but he's 5'10", 195. That's tiny, uh, for a wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of small wide receivers in the NFL. I, some of them, some of them work, some of them don't. A lot of them don't. Uh, and just maybe it's a personal preference, but I'm not anything under six foot. I'm like I'm like some fussy bitch on Tinder. Anything under six foot, I'm not touching. So Sky Moore from West Michigan at two point five, at two point six. I've gone for John Mechie, the wide receiver from Alabama, kind of a forgotten man there at Alabama because Jamison Williams really stole the show. Uh, did get injured. This year, uh, what did he do? Can't remember now what his injury was, but did get injured this year. Missed a few games. Missed the sort of the finals run. Um, so six foot one ninety five runs. I think looking at a few times that he's ran forty yards in college. Now you've always got to take this with a grain of salt because they edit the shit out of these times. He ran a four three three forty in college, which is really quick, really, really quick, did get injured, so bump that up a bit, if he runs under four 440, uh, at 2.6, he's an absolute steal, out of that Alabama system, someone's going to really, really like John Mechie, at 2.7, I'm going for another running back, Tyler Algier, I really like Tyler Algier, uh, he's from BYU, 5'11", 220, So, the right size for a runner back. Maybe a tad undersized, but 220 pounds, that's about 105 kilos in Australia. And 511 is, what, 175 ish. So, yeah. The right size for a runner back. Got a lot of highlight reels. I really like Tyler Algier at a BYU. At 2.8, I've gone for a quarterback, Carson Strong. Someone who's slipped a little bit. Uh, From Nevada, 6'4, 220 or 230 pounds, close enough to 230 pounds. Um, I can kind of see him going in the first round of the NFL draft. He, He's a kind of the... Once you get off these highlight reel quarterbacks like Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, even Sam Howell to a lesser extent, once you get past them, there's Carson Strong. Carson Strong has a few highlight reels, and that's bullet passes into the end zone. But... He's got zero rushing, so i actually think he averages minus rushing yards per attempt. And he wears this knee brace, which doesn't look good. But Joe Burrow wore a knee brace all this preseason. Look what he did. So Carson Strong at 2.8. I kind of feel someone will reach for him a little bit. I kind of feel he's going to go maybe ahead of Rashad White. Someone will see him at 2.3 and go, there's a quarterback who's probably starting in the NFL and take him at 2.3. Uh, if if he seriously gets the starting gig at, at let's say, the Steelers, which I've mocked him to the Steelers a lot of times, uh, he's the first-round pick. I'm, I'm taking him in the first round, Carson Strong. All right, at 2.9, so Carson Strong at 2.8. At 2.9, I've gone for Kyron Williams, a runner-back from Notre Dame. 5'9", 199. Again, a little undersized, uh, a little bit older than I'd like, but... Uh, someone who really put up production there this year not Notre Dame. At 210, here's an interesting pick. Calvin Austin, lit it up at the Senior Bowl, 23 years old, wide receiver from Memphis, 5'9, uh, 173. Small dude. I told you I don't like him under 6'. I'm sorry to these fellas. Uh, but I don't like him under 6', 5'9, 173. But he is getting hype. Out of that senior bowl, he lit it up. He was the best wide receiver at the senior bowl, according to all the news articles I've read. Uh, Calvin Austin, remember that name, because I've got a feeling he's going to get drafted higher than we all expect. So, Calvin Austin at 210. At 211, I've gone for Justin Ross. Justin Ross, I would like to have a lot, lot higher. He's a wide receiver out of Clemson, 64205. There we go. Six four two oh five, more my size. Justin Ross fucked his neck, real good. Justin Ross has a highlight reel with Trevor Lawrence like you would not believe. Go on YouTube it. Go and look up Justin Ross and Trevor Lawrence in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. It was oh probably twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one actually no. Yeah whatever you know before before Trevor Lawrence got drafted. His highlight reel is just ridiculous. But he's got a bulging disc, and everyone says he he come back from the injury, fine, 100%. But everyone is saying how lucky he was to be still playing football. That's not a good sign, I don't think. When someone says, geez, you're lucky to be playing football again, that's a pretty severe injury. So Justin Ross at 2'11". I think that's a steal there at 211 if he can produce, and I think he will produce in the NFL. Um, but just that neck problem scares me. Uh, who knows what's going to happen down the track. At 212, I've gone for a fun pick. I've gone for Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota. Another 23-year-old, 6'5", 211. There we go, 6'5", 211, all my size. Coming to think of it, if I'm at 210, I'm probably taking Christian Watson over Calvin Austin. Over Calvin Austin. I'm going to swap those two players now live. So, Christian Watson moves up to 2.10 and Calvin Austin down to 2.12. Justin Ross in the middle of them. Uh, That size is what's put him over for me. But another guy, out of a small school, come from, uh, he was Trey Lance's wide receiver. So, Trey Lance put up a bit of production with Christian Watson at North Dakota. Uh, Not a lot of highlight reels that I've seen. To be honest, I don't think... Uh, I might have watched one video of him once, and I couldn't tell you too much. I watched him at the Senior Bowl pretty closely. Run some good routes. Um, run some really good routes. I'm probably understating that a little bit. He was he was really good at the Senior Bowl. And Ray G, who I follow a lot, thinks he's going to be a top 64 pick in the NFL draft. If that happens, at 212, you've got an absolute steal somewhere like the chiefs in the second round highly plausible for christian watson even the 49ers in the second round i think they got like what do they got pick 29 30 something like that um so there's a very good chance that they've got oh not 29 or 30 it'll be 60 say pick 60 61 62 something like that uh very good chance christian watson goes there to link up with trey lance I really like that and Justin Ross, very good chance that Justin Ross goes to Clemson as well, I think. Um, so there's two wide receivers gonna link up with their college with their college quarterbacks. That's a mouthful. So that is it. That is my two round mock draft. Um, I'll run through the picks again. I've got Burks, Brees Hall, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Garrett Wilson, Malik Willis, Kenny Walker the third, a running back. Uh, Drake London, Isaiah Spiller, George Pickens, Sam Howell, and Jamison Williams. That's my first round. And if we're looking at the second round, if I can find a bit of paper, I've got Jahan Dotson, Chris Alave, Rashad White, the running back, David Bell, Sky Moore, John Mechie, Tyler Algier, another running back, Carson Strong, the quarterback, at 2.8. So Carson Strong at 2.8, maybe a little lower than some people are like. Uh, 2.9, I've got Kyron Williams, the running back. 2.10, I've got Christian Watson, 2.11, Justin Ross, and 2.12, I've got Calvin Austin. So them three there, Calvin Austin, Justin Ross, and Christian Watson. Keep an eye on them. They're going to be uh, late round picks that could really explode in the NFL draft. So, quick one tonight. Um, The next podcast will be the NFC West. I've half done it. I need to finish it. Uh, I actually half started it before the Super Bowl and I didn't have the heart to keep going because you know, Rams and all that uh, I love the Rams I'm sorry Matt Stafford, I love you Matt Stafford, but I love Joe more. so that'll be it for tonight, uh, thanks everyone for listening and I'll be back on in a couple of days time to finish off the NFC West uh, trade, potential trade targets and draft targets I'll see you all next time Here's- Catch him! No one's gonna catch him! Goodbye!